Hello, y'all. Welcome to On Point, the mindset podcast for dancers, artists, athletes, and creatives. I am your host, Latte, aka Lottie Dottie. We are here for episode three. Uh, this week, we are talking all about choreographing, creating art, uh, the creative process, kind of the vulnerability that goes into that as an artist, um, and just associated with sharing your art with the world. Um, it's a very intimate space, so I wanted to kind of talk about the process and all the feelings um, associated with that. Uh, this episode is going to help my artists, um, really specifically my choreographers, uh, dancers who are just getting into choreography, uh, choreographers who, you know, are looking for another take or a different take on choreographing. Um, if you're scared to choreograph or create art and how to fix this, if you want to tweak your creative process, and then I've just got some tips for you on um, what to do when you're feeling blocked and how to deal with imposter syndrome. So let's dive right in. Um, just a little disclaimer on this. So we all know that I'm very type A. Um, I'm also, like I've said before, a Pisces moon. So very much all in my feels, all in my creative process. The way that I choreograph is a little bit deep, I would say. Um, I get all into, ah, it's very artsy process. I also, you know, when I was going to school for dancing, I think we've all have done this. Like if we've gone to school for dance, you take a choreography class and you do really weird shit in that class. You... Like your teacher will be like, choreograph a triangle and you are sitting there with your friend choreographing like a triangle and you really come up with the whole stance and why it's a triangle and it makes sense to you. So it's a very like artistic, far out way of thinking of choreography. If you're used to just piecing things together, that's that's completely fine. There is a time and a place for that too. Um and, you know, if you if you got to get shit done, you got to get shit done. So uh, take what t- take what works with you or works for you and just like leave what doesn't. So I'll say that about that. Now, let's get into the whole process. So before we even start choreographing your pre step and everyone's going to feel triggered by this, because when I talked about this before, everybody got upset. They felt personally attacked. Your pre step is going to be to set a deadline. You have to set a deadline. I know that you want to just sit there and I know you want to just sit there and just work on your artwork until you feel like it's ready, but it's never going to feel ready. It's never going to feel done. You're never going to feel complete. You're going to always want to keep working on this, keep making it perfect. And you're not a good judge of when something's done or perfect. You're the artist. You, your job is to put out art not to judge it. And if you don't have a deadline, you're going to keep working on it and you're going to keep coming up with excuses not to put your artwork out. So before you even start choreographing, before you even decide I'm going to choreograph a piece, I need you to just set a deadline. And I'm not saying uh, to rush yourself, but a little bit of healthy pressure is 
great. And it's good for growth too, because then you start to get better at getting things out on a timely and not even in a timely manner on a more consistent basis, because really that's where the sauce is, the consistency of putting your art out on a consistent basis. Um, This is going to combat perfectionism. Y'all know what I say about perfectionism. Perfectionism is just fancy procrastination. Stop calling yourself a perfectionist. You're really calling yourself a procrastinator with style. Get over it. There is no such thing as perfectionism. We all want things on a level. We all want things to be quote unquote perfect. You have to get out of that space. Um, I don't even I don't even think I would go to like if a you know if like a job interview is like what's your worst quality? I used to be like I'm a perfectionist. Oh, I just I'm so like so corny. Fucking so fucking corny. Get away from that. You're not a perfectionist. You're you're using this as an excuse and a crutch. Stop it. Um and also tell people about your deadline. When I am like toying with the idea of Am I going to have class? Like, uh, I kind of want to have class. I'm kind of feeling inspired. I don't know. Like, because I do pop-ups. I don't do regular classes. Um, a lot of times, I just I just pick a date. And I just start making a flyer. Bitch, I'm having class. <laughs> we going to dance to something, whether I feel inspired or not. Now, it's my job as the artist choreographer to find that inspiration, to work with my inspiration, and to bring you guys a great class. But if I just waited until inspiration hit or when if I waited until it was you know perfect girl we would never have class let me tell you (laughs) sometimes you have to just put a date out out there into the universe and start telling people step one we need to find inspiration so we need to find a stance on a topic we need to catch a vibe is like what I like to say let me just catch a vibe even what I let me just explore what I even want to have a discussion on, what I want to choreograph about, what I want to create an art piece about. Um, Obviously, I think the very, very big one as dancers and choreographers, we're going to listen to music. Um, We can also listen to spoken word I love a good like spoken word piece that's I don't think the girls don't do it like that no more um so listening to music going on a drive oh my god I love going on a drive every time I'm driving like to San Diego or you know back to LA I I just go through all of my music and try to find inspiration through that uh going somewhere and traveling I think a lot of people get um, inspiration when they're out on the road, right? Cause we're in a new, uh, we're in a new like environment. We can try new things, you know, it, it's sad that we have to wait till vacation to try new things and to try on new outfits and, and vibes, but you, you know how it is. Um, trying on different clothing styles. Um, I know that like sometimes, like a whole vibe is inspired by a style. Like think about burlesque, right? Think about the clothing that's involved in uh, burlesque, the burlesque style and the movement, right? Um, goth, that's a cool style. We love a goth moment. And resting. <laughs> a lot of times we need to just rest and then inspiration will come to us after that. So I like to throw that one in there because, you know, sometimes if I'm feeling really jammed up, I will take a nap, 
Okay, I'll get a good night's sleep. Stop trying to force it. Just rest and your inspiration will appear. Just overall feeling good, right? So a low key, very much high key, actually. High key, I think it's self-care and feeling good brings about art. Now, with that being said, let's just talk about this real quick. There's an idea that pain brings really good art and I used to well I like a lot of my friends are like in other areas of art like painting um you hear this from like actors um dancers too like I think every artist has like the assumption of like struggling artists or like I need to put myself through hell so I can bring you like the raw pain of of art and I get it. I very much get it. Um, pain and discomfort can bring some really, and anger, like these quote unquote negative emotions can bring some really cool art. However, I feel like, this is my personal opinion, if you have to put yourself through hell in order to find that inspiration, Number one, is that sustainable for a long time? Like, think about it. If you're having to put yourself through hell every single time you want to create something, that's going to take a toll on you mentally, physically. And I get it. I'll die for my art. Like, sis, we got you. But sustainable long term, is this something that you want to, I don't know, do for your creative process? Number two... Don't be triggered. If you're having to, you know, feel some type of way every single time you create, is it really you creating the art or is the pain just the artist at that point? Hear me out. Like I know. But like if you can't create from any type of space, are you really the artist or are you just using or is the pain the real artist, you know? Um, another one too is... Oh, God. So, and I don't think dancers as much, but I hear like some of my other art, artsy friends, you know, oh, like I'm, I'll have a drink. I will smoke whatever. Dancers probably smoke more. Um, I don't know about using a substance in order to ignite your creative spark. I know that can enhance. I'm not a narc. Get off of my fucking back. I used to smoke, burn it down too. But... That Like, if you have to do that in order to be creative, like, just, you know, I just think it warrants some thought. You know what I'm saying? Maybe try to be creative without the substance or the pain and see what happens. If you can, then it's cool. Like, it's not a big deal. But if you can't create without this, then... I don't know, friend. We might have a problem. So just think about it, girl. Uh, anywho, so when I work with artists and they're experiencing a block, right? Because that's kind of my Glock gets jammed. My artistic Glock gets jammed. I'm so corny. Um, I tell them to lean into their inspiration more. So like I said, going back to going on a drive, listening to music, you need to find that inspiration. Stop trying to pour 
from an empty cup, fill yourself up first, rest, whatever it may be. This also looks a lot like what I said before, self-exploration and discovery. I keep going back to episode one. I'm telling you, it's the building block. If you still haven't listened to that episode by now, girlfriend, um, do some auditing as well. Like if you're feeling blocked, do some auditing on what you're consuming. So I think there's good content to consume. And then I think there's like just mindless fuck content. And like there's a need for both. Don't get me wrong. Like they're both very much needed. There's the content that you use to feed your mind, to better yourself, etc. You're learning something, learning a skill. It's making you laugh. And then there's just like fuck content. Like, you know, like people criticizing people or I don't know those food videos I love those those are so satisfying don't get me wrong but if I sit all day and just watch like people eating like my brain is just so mush by the end of the day that yeah if you tell me to choreograph something bitch I'm gonna I have nothing for you okay also I don't know about the studies of I guess this is specifically TikTok but if you're like TikToking, isn't that like, you know, scrolling all day is producing dopamine and there's got to be something about dopamine levels and feeling creative or creativity. I'm going to look this up because it's actually that seems pretty interesting to me. Um, another thing you could do if you're feeling blocked is explore your subconscious. I'm like I'm a manifestation girly, but I'm very much like also like a get up and get your ass moving girly like I am so about like manifestation visualizing visualizing um mantras but I'm also like okay well so let me go ahead and just make a plan because we can't just sit here and like rub our crystals together I love crystals obviously but you know the shit don't work unless you do anyways my point uh getting in tune with your subconscious so um, what are your, what are your subconscious thoughts telling you? Like when you wake up in the morning and it's just you and your thoughts or like right before you go to bed or like in times during the day when it's quiet or just you're by yourself and you have a, a moment to yourself, what are your thoughts saying to you? Are they saying like some fucked up shit? Like are they constantly, cause you know that you aren't your thoughts, right? We haven't got there yet, but the thoughts that pop into your head, it's not you. It's just automatic. There's nothing to do with that. Um, what kind of stuff are they saying? Are they telling you that you're stressed and anxious and now you feel so stressed and anxious you can't even get any of your artwork out? Are they telling you you're not good enough? No one wants your art? Are they telling you that like no matter what you like, what kind of thoughts are you having? Um, I don't know if they work, but I used to... I used to listen to subliminals on YouTube and I don't know. I feel like that shit works. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I was listening to them in a like very stressful time in my life. And I just remember like listening to them at night before I went to bed and like sleeping with them on and then like waking up feeling less stressed, but I don't know. could be placebo, but placebo is an amazing effect on people. Um, so getting more in tune with your conscious, like these are things to, lean into when you're feeling blocked okay so step two okay so we found our inspiration 
we're we're doing it all on our own. We're, you know, we don't feel blocked anymore. We're actually ready to start our creative process. Um, this portion, if you are like efficient and you start to really get in flow with your creative process, like the way that I have this down is this is the least amount of time in this whole process. <laughs> the actual choreographing in in my process is like psh, an hour. I'm so efficient now. It's the finding inspiration and working with my inspiration da, 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 that takes, you know, a little bit more work. Um, but I have it down now where I can choreograph in maybe like an hour, under an hour, you know. Um so this is, if, if you're doing it right, it's going to take the least amount of your time. And we want that. I, I used to think, there's been a lot of things I've had to unthink. And even now, like I'm always constantly trying to evolve my mindset so I can be a better mindset coach for my dancers. Um, I used to think that the more time I spent on creating a dance piece, then it was more important, which is like not true. Um, you can spend psh, maybe five minutes on something and an hour on something and they could be the exact same. They, time and energy does not equate to greatness. It's, it's all up for interpretation as we all know, right? So the more efficient you can be in your process, that gives you more time. So you can, so which is a good thing because then you can create more art or you can spend time doing other things. You know, we're usually multifaceted people. We, time is fucking energy and money, babe. Like I can't spend all day. I used to get so frustrated. Like, God, I'm not done with this piece and I have so much to do and I have the class tonight. And why did I wait to, I used to, oh my gosh, it was so stressful. Now I don't go through that stress at all. Um, yeah, so I would wait to the last minutes. It would cause me a lot of stress and, and, and frustration. And then ultimately, because I was just waiting to the last minute, I would just put together what I call lazy choreo, which like I said, there's a time and a place and it all choreography and art, it all serves a purpose. No matter what you think it's going on, like I've put together what I've called what like what I call lazy pieces and my students love them and they're like yo this is like the best piece whatever I'm like that's that's great like it served its its purpose but as the creator you're like mm, I could have like you know sat in this a little bit more or like mm, tweaked this a little bit better maybe communicated my my um my story a little bit better like that's all stuff that's behind the scenes for you you know what I mean it like you getting the piece out for your people that need it, like that's all that matters. Um, the rest is just your creative process, your journey, okay? Um, but I was getting a unhappy cycle because I was like, eh, I could just do better. Like there's a there's a much better and more efficient way to do the, what I'm doing. Like waiting to the last minute, throwing together, um, you know, lazy choreo, and then I feel like I could have executed better. It, it's just, it was an unhappy cycle for me. So I was like, I got to come up with a better method. Um, and like I said, choreography on demand. I'm not even going to call it, I shouldn't call it lazy choreo, but choreography on demand. There's a time and a place. Say, say you're booked for a job and they're like, we need consistent um, 
you know, consistent eight counts like every day. Like, I don't know. But it might feel a little bit more forceful as a creative being to like pump stuff out and not use the method that I like to use. Um, And I feel like when you're inspired, it just tells a different story. It just flows better. It just feels better. You don't feel like I'm doing a job. Because that's what it feels like, too, when you're having to pump stuff out and not acting on a creative impulse and not acting on an inspired impulse. It feels like work. And don't nobody want to fucking work. I don't want to work. I already have a job. Okay, I don't want to feel like what I'm doing outside of that is extra work, bitch. I don't want to extra work. And I know you don't either. So um, if we stick to this method, I think it'll help you feel inspired. And then it feels like you're not working. So let me break down, um, let me break down this methodology. The way that I create is very, and this is very much to me, we find what works for you. The way that I create is very much based off of how my body feels. The physical, and when I say that, I mean the physical sensations in my body. So, When I feel good in my body, meaning when I feel warm, when I feel engaged in my core, when my knees don't hurt on a good day, I'm like, yes, let me roll on the floor. (laughs) Let me do a, like, let me hit this extension real quick. Like, let me piece it together and make a story. So it's my creative process is very much based off of how my body feels that day. With that being said, I have noticed every time, every single time I go to the gym and I come home, I always want to choreograph. I always want to move. I always want to dance. I'm just more, like I said, engaged. I'm flexible. I'm warm. I'm ready to go. Like I go to the gym. I've got a good pump in. I come back and I'm like, okay, well, what else can I do with my body? You know what I'm saying? Um, Another one is... When I get off work, I have had to be serious all day. I'm a healthcare provider. So I'm like a serious girly all day. I come home and I've got the motherfucking zoomies real bad. And all I want to do is move my body, shake, move, move around, all that. Okay. And so what I've noticed is, like I said, on a consistent basis, consistent basis, Every single time after the gym and every single time after work, I get a creative spike, okay? If I choreograph during these times, it flows so much easier. I just don't feel like I'm forcing anything. I feel like that's been some of my, in my opinion, because remember, art is not for you. It's actually for your audience. But I like what I'm choreographing. And I think that's important too. Obviously, you want your artist, I mean, your your audience to like what you're choreographing. But I think it's important for you to like what you put out as well. Um, Yeah, I've noticed that I enjoy what I'm choreographing and I like it. Um, Also, if you are a like in tune with your flow type girly, Um, during the follicular stage of your cycle, women 
are much more prone to creative outbursts or like we're more in tune with our creative process, which I have honestly, I really have seen that in myself. So I try to choreograph, like if I have a class during the month, um, I will choreograph with my cycle. And if like, that's like no pun intended, but it flows. Okay. Um, so what I want you to do Go ahead and grab that little, just honestly, at this point, make it a fucking notebook. Go grab that notebook that we that we work on together, okay? Here's your homework. You need to write down every single time you have a natural spike of inspiration. And it could be, who knows, maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's after your cup of coffee. Ooh, that would be a good one. Maybe it's every time that you're with a certain person and you've been laughing all day. Maybe it's every time that you have like a great day. Maybe it's after every Wednesday for some reason. You need to start tracking your natural spikes in creativity because then we're going to start using it to our advantage. But you're not going to know when they occur unless you start tracking them. So that's going to be step one is you need to really make a list and get detailed and don't try to make, don't force it like, oh, I get creative after class every time. Let it flow. If you don't, then you don't and that's okay. And if you do, then you do and that's okay. And it might take like, you know, three weeks to a month to find that natural flow of creativity. But when you feel like, your inspiration strikes, I need you to write it down so we can start tracking it and then using it to our advantage. So that's my methodology is I have, I got it down to a T. Like, and the way that I utilize it now, oh man, it's so cool. So like if I know that I have a class or several classes that I'm choreographing for, I will go to the gym. And then I will come home and I will schedule time in my day. I'm like, this is my choreography time. And it works like a charm, baby. It's worked like a charm since I've switched over to this method. Um, And honestly, that is habit stacking. And I'll make probably a whole episode about dancing and habit stacking. But, oh, I am such a fan of habit stacking. It's like how I hack everything the the way that I yeah anyways very much have to do multiple things at once <laughs> but I will literally schedule the gym before any choreography session I will and I will make sure that I do everything at the gym that I need to really feel good about choreographing and then it works like a charm every single time or like I said I will schedule in or just plan on, oh, I'm not going to go to dance class tonight because I know once I get off work, I got the zoomies real bad. I'm choreographing as soon as I hit the door. Um, And that is me working with my inspiration instead of just, okay, I'm going to schedule time before my class on Thursday to choreograph. Well, who's saying, and that's another thing. You don't just bet that you're going to feel, you're going to feel creative on a Thursday before your class. Like classes on Friday and here you go on a random Tuesday trying to choreograph. Like who's to say that you're going to be creative that day? Because when you start teaching 
or when you're when you're teaching and you you're doing it on a consistent basis, you have to come up with choreography on a consistent basis. So um, I don't know about y'all, but before I used to, you know, choreograph like a day or a day and a half to two days before. And that shit was fucking me up because I would get to like if class is on Friday, I would get to Wednesday and then I'm like, oh, I got to come up with something and I have nothing. I have no inspiration going. I have no creative uptick and I'm just forcing it. And then I end up coming up with something that I don't like. You know, the students are like, oh, I love it. They, they can't tell. But the process was just painful because here I am just like, damn, I know I'm so much better than this and I'm cranking out bullshit in my opinion, you know. Now that does not happen. I feel like anytime I put something out, I'm like, yeah, I feel good about that. I feel good about that. Like put that on stage right now. Put that, put that right behind Drake. <laughs> not Drake. Um, and also, so on a note of you're not going to know when creativity, you know, upticks. So yes, I know for a fact every single time I go to the gym or get off work. I want to choreograph. But also do not limit yourself because, man, I will be out and about. And the new one for me is my car. I have realized like when I'm driving, like I don't know if it's like maladaptive daydreaming or what the fuck. Um, But I'm like, yo, I'm coming up with some fire choreo up in my head. So I have been known to pull the fuck over and just video myself in the car real quick because I'm like, yo, I might not remember this. And that's another thing. You're if you have an impulse to choreograph or to create. Do do something rough right then and there. Do not think that it's going to come back to you or you're going to want to act on it later. You're not and you're not and you're not. I know you're not. OK, oh, I'll just, oh, I thought about this really cool thing in the car. I'll just like choreograph to it later. No, you're not going to remember. I'm sorry. And you're, or, oh, I'm, I, I got this really cool inspiration for a painting. I'll just, you know, jot it down later. No, jot it right now. Like, I don't know if you, I don't care if you have to carry around a little notebook with you to write down a couple words to help trigger the memory, but you need to be acting on your creative impulses throughout the day. My notes app, y'all, is fucking insane I have so much mindset bullshit up in that shit and it's crazy now what I do is I just I just word vomit a whole bunch of shit all the time I'm constantly talking to myself so I was like oh it only makes sense that I make a podcast so I can at least talk to other people about this right um anywho I'm constantly word vomiting into my notes app and then at the end of the week every day or at the end of the week, I am organizing it into a Google Doc. So I now I have this huge master list of topics and expanding on it. And I don't have to sit there and have to just gruelingly come up with ideas. Um, like I said, with the videos, I have so much like little pieces of choreo from my car that if I'm ever like, oh, I need to, you know, choreograph something in a pinch. Oh, I came up with something kind of cool the other day in the car. Like, let me explore that more. And I at least have something kind of rough to go off of. So I'm still getting a little bit of that inspiration that already was there. Um, yeah. So do, definitely don't bet on having those on those thoughts again. Just get them out so you can 
act on them. Because if they stay in your head, they're going to stay in your head. Good. So a general rule I also like to talk about when we're creating, because now we're in the creative process. So, you know, we've we've found our pattern. Um, we're choreographing or we're painting or, you know, whatever our choreographic process or our, our artistic process is. Do not expect to go from micro to macro or do not expect yourself to go from in a perfect order like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Sometimes your brain or your process is going to want to skip a step and that's fine. Don't get caught up. This used to just, oh, this used to fuck me up so bad. I would choreograph an eight count and then I would have nothing for the next four count, but then I would have that following five to eight count and I would get stuck and then I would not get anything done. Like I said, you're going to want to keep going back. The more that you go back, it trains your brain that it's okay to, to do that. So you need to train your brain. No, I know that I'm hung up on this little four. Let me just put something here just to hold the space. I'll come back to that. Let me keep it going because you could keep messing with this. And on, on a note of that, if it starts to get frustrated, if it starts to feel forced and you start to get frustrated, walk away. Just take a little break. Just take a little breather. Turn the song off. Turn something else on. Move a different way. Go stretch. Go eat. Go sleep. Do something else. Because if you try to sit there and force it, it's going to create some negative emotions and you are going to have those negative emotions associated with any time that you're trying to choreograph or move or uh, create a piece. So you really have to get yourself out of the moment before it becomes a associated behavior or a, or a, a negative feeling every single time that you um, go to create a piece. Okay, so you've got your first draft of whatever, right? We would say we've created our piece. Um, you're gonna you're gonna look at the deadline. Are we? Is it due tomorrow? If it is, child, turn it in. Do not change your deadline. Do not make excuses. Don't flake. Just put it out there. And I know and I, I understand, like I've said, I've been there before where you're not 100% on a piece, but it's you have class in like an hour. You cannot cancel class. That's ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. And what are you going to do? Explode? You're going to die? You're not going to die. Okay. No one. And, and honestly, no one's even going to know. If you sit there, if you go into class and you're like, Hey guys, um, so I brought a piece today and I actually don't even like any of it, um, but we're going to just do it because I had it. Girl, I would walk out of that class, like get out of here with that attitude. You better just teach me something and have a good attitude. Like it's, it's never that serious. It's really never that serious. I, it's never that serious. Honestly, when I, <laughs> when I choreograph something and I'm like, eh, I don't like it, but you know, I gotta keep it pushing. I'd be like, okay, what Drake was going to book me if if I would have changed this one thing, Drake is not booking me because I changed this one thing. Um, so you can't change it. You can't change your deadline. Turn it the fuck in, get over it. Just try something new on your next go. Okay. 
But if you have your first draft done and you're ahead of schedule and you have time to look at it, then you can look at it in a very, is it objective? I think it's objective in a very objective way. Okay. Um, what you're going to do. Okay. You're going to look at your whole piece and you're going to go, does this tell a story? Does this convey my message? Does it make sense? Okay. If not, you know, you could change some things or, you know, leave it. Um, is there different dynamics that we can use or a different texture maybe? Maybe you could look at different shapes or timing of things that you already have. This is not scrapping the piece, you guys. This is just looking at things in a different perspective. Maybe there's different levels we can use here or maybe a different facial, a different feeling. It's saying it. this is the same piece, okay? Just looking at different elements that we can tweak here and there, okay? Building on what we already have. You are not going to pick apart every single detail. Leave it alone. Don't do it. Leave it alone. These are the tiniest of little details. And you're also not going to judge your own work. I've said this so many times. As an artist, it is your job to put out the art. It is not your job to judge it at all. You just get it out there and let your audience decide for you, okay? You're not going to scrap it. And honestly, you should just be proud that you got something accomplished. So many people don't even do that first step of just getting something out there. It's insane. They let their own headspace stop them from even putting out anything, which is so sad. So don't ever scrap anything because it's your baby, okay? And feel accomplished with just finishing that. Um, your art is not for you. You are not your audience. I like this one because <laughs> when I started really putting out massive projects, whether it was a concept video or, hey, I'm going to do a podcast or uh, coaching, things like that, I would bring this up to uh, some friends or my husband and or my husband, actually, he was a really good um uh, he made me realize this, but he's like, you're not your audience. So what? yeah, of course, like what you like is not what, you know, the people that this is intended for is going to like. And I'm like, that's actually a good point. So let your art be for your audience. Let them decide for you, you know, if they enjoy it. And then you can take, you know, not criticism, but um, opinions from them because they are your intended audience. Um. I want you to also remember that you are separate from your art. So a lot of us, you know, because our artwork is an extension of us, we feel like. And we um, we might feel personally attacked if somebody doesn't like something. And that's okay. Well, no, it's not okay. Because you need to understand that, like I said, your art is not, it's separate from you. It's just... A moment in time like if you want to get real meta with this the art that you're putting out is just this second this right now it's not this grand defying moment I know it feels that way but it's really not it's just a act it's just a a picture of the present time okay 
Um, and I don't, I want you to not get attached as well. So that kind of goes along with it. If you get, I, I, in the past I would put something out and I would get stuck on it for a couple weeks. Like, I felt like I could get, do better. Da, da, da. Bitch, we're already on to the next piece. We, we do not have time to be sitting here being hung up or butthurt or anything over something that happened a week ago. Put that shit out, move on. And the harsh reality is we live in such a, we live in a society where, oh my God, everyone's attention span is fucking ruined. It's, it's so bad nowadays. And if you are basing your whole, like, I don't know, your whole personality, your value as an artist on what is gonna you know, get you a lot of views or um, go viral on the internet, child, hang it up right now, okay? You're gonna be heartbroken all the time because a lot of times it's just based off of trends. It's based off of, um, you know, posting schedules, things like that. It has really nothing to do with the actual content itself. So um, like I always say, it's almost like a numbers game. Now, I'm not saying just pump out lazy choreography lazy work you know just to get some number get your numbers up and then eventually one will strike viral but you know if you're able to work with your creativity on a regular basis like I was saying and you're efficiently getting things out and you feel good about it and you're able to get out what if you were getting out like a piece a day you know what I'm saying like a um a a dance a day and and posting it eventually something's gonna go viral several times there's just no way like that's how numbers work it's just a numbers game really another thing I want you to remember art is a really good reflection of what's going on inside of you so if you have some stuff that's bubbling up every single time you go to choreograph or go to um go to paint or something it might be a valid it's it's definitely a valid reason to sit down and be like what's going on self like I every time I go to choreograph or like teach class like I feel like no one's gonna like this and so like why do I feel like that and I know it's an uncomfortable feeling to kind of explore because it just it, it makes you be vulnerable with yourself which is like oh that just hurts, you know, when you have to own up to a, a, a quote unquote negative feeling. There is no negative feelings. But when you have to be vulnerable with yourself and real and honest and be like, man, I think I I feel unsupported by, you know, maybe my community or I just I feel like I don't have very many friends to depend on. So no one's going to like it or I don't know. I'm just coming up with reasons for you. But it might be a good idea to just sit down and and kind of explore why you feel this way. Because as artists, we should feel the best when we're putting things out on a consistent basis. And we should feel so like empowered by our craft. So if you have any negative feelings surrounding putting your artwork out, it might be a good um, time to explore that emotion and that feeling. Um, Ways to declutter. So... I think that, like I said, sometimes our artistic Glock gets jammed and we got to declutter some shit. So um, 
what I like to do, and I've told my clients this, is I like to freestyle. And I, I feel like I'll post somewhere of my freestyle exercises, but I'll give myself prompts. I'll freestyle. And sometimes I'll record it. Sometimes I won't. It just depends on how I'm feeling. If I feel like the camera is causing me more stress than you know, support and a tool that I'm not going to record it. And if I feel like, yo, you know what? I think I'm going to want to work with the camera a little bit or see what I come up with, then I'll record it. But freestyling is a really cool tool, but you need to know how to freestyle. And a lot of people don't, not a lot of people, but sometimes people freestyle the wrong way. And there's not a wrong, like there is a wrong way to freestyle. If you're freestyling, and you're just doing stuff to do stuff, that is a wrong way to freestyle. Freestyling is like a feeling. You need to listen to your music and try to match the energy that the music is giving you. And you need to not worry about what it looks like. That is a true freestyle. Just going off of the feeling, don't worry about what it what it looks like. And that's how you're going to declutter. If you're freestyling to like throw tricks out or whatever, like, and I'm talking about like, I need you to freestyle by yourself too. Um, If you're freestyling, trying to work on tricks or what you look like, that's something else. That's practice. Okay. Freestyling should truly feel like a journal exercise. It should feel like just movement for movement's sake. It should not be this stress inducing. What do I look like? Kind of, situation okay if you're doing the other stuff it's then that's practice and that's fine too there's a time to practice a freestyle but then there's a a true just freely moving and that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about declutter that's what I want you to do um the other thing that I've just started doing uh very recently is I read I'm reading this book called the artist's way and it's for artists obviously and just the creative process. And the author talks about um, doing these th- this thing called morning pages. And I was like, oh, great. Another journaling exercise. I'm so over it. Because um, I, I don't know, guys. I used to journal so much. And I don't know. I just, it just never did anything for me. Like, dear diary. Like, I don't know. I just feel corny doing it. It's just so weird. But the way that the author talks about journaling, or she calls it uh, morning pages, is a con a, a just conscious flow of writing, or co- conscious or subconscious, a just flow of writing. Your word vomiting essentially, and it just lets you just say whatever, and it could be about nothing. You're just writing. There's no intention. There's no I feel this way. I nothing like that. It's just. Oh, I'm kind of tired. I don't know what to write. Um, I'm kind of just writing just for the sake of writing. Oh, now I'm thinking about this. And I, and it's just word vomiting. And when I started doing that, I started realizing that I was more aware of my thoughts. So when you're choreographing, there's all this shit that's going through your head sometimes. And I think when you draw attention to it, like, yo, what, what, why am I thinking all this stuff? Why am I not just moving and dancing? It kind of shuts up. 
But if you're not aware that there's all this dialogue going on in your head when you're trying to move and dance and do a very physical thing, it gets really cluttered in your head. And then you can't do what the fuck you need to do. You can't choreograph. You can't perform, right? Because there's this dialogue. But when you're able to practice this um, this method of becoming aware of the dialogue, I think it just shuts it up. I try that with anxiety too. I think it helps when you're when you're like, oh, that was interesting thought. Why did I think that? Why do I why do I think I'm anxious right now? And then it just kind of gets quiet in there. It's kind of nice. Um, imposter syndrome. This is another thing that artists struggle with, dancers struggle with. I struggle with too, guys. Like I said, I'm trying to be more um open because everybody thinks. I don't know. I think they think that when you're like a coach, like everything's kind of easy. It's not. I'd be dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and I deal with imposter syndrome, but I have ways to battle imposter syndrome. So one of the ways, uh, the, a really big way that I like to battle imposter syndrome is I like to, for me, I'm visual. So I'm going to tell you to list out a list of your either accomplishments. Um, but I think for dancers more specifically, maybe scroll your Instagram and look at all your dance videos that you've created. So when I'm like, ugh, I suck. I will literally scroll on my own page so far down all the way to like 2019 when I first started teaching. And I'm like, after like five minutes of scrolling, I'm like, damn, I, I liked that piece and I did that piece all by myself. And man, I was in my bag when I choreographed that or like, oh, that's a good one. I should bring that back or like, damn, I thought about that when I had shitty technique or you know what I mean? You start to really see your progress and it then you're reminded like, bitch, I've done this a thousand times. Why am I over here sitting down like this is my very first class I'm ever teaching? It always feels that way. But you kind of remind yourself who the fuck you are, okay? And um, like I said, you can list it out. You can write down, I, I've written down, you know, sometimes I have to write down my certifications. Like I'm a certified ballerina. I'm a certified, uh, certified bar uh, Pilates instructor. Like, bitch, I know what the fuck I'm talking about when I talk to these clients and I'm giving them exercises and progressive ballet technique. And, you know, it's not just, because um, when, you're, when you're in your head with imposter syndrome, you're like, well, why am I credible? Well, let me remind myself why I'm credible. So that is a really good way to uh, physically combat that. And you have to write it down. Like I always tell people, I know everyone's like, it's up here. It's not. You got to write it down. You have to do something in the physical realm. You cannot just, oh, I'll think about it. And then it's going to get better. No. Um, and lastly, okay, so... You know, we've got our creative process down. We figured out inspiration. We know how to unblock ourselves. We know how to declutter. Um, we know what not to do when we are done choreographing. We've got a deadline. We're good, okay? Now, if we've gone through this whole process and we still are just not convinced, we're like, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm just still not feeling good. I don't think I'm a true artist because how am I an artist if I'm not putting anything out, right? How am I a choreographer if I don't even choreograph anything? Well, here, if this, if there's nothing else that 
has convinced you from this episode, this last little part I really hope does. You have a responsibility to put your artwork out. As an artist, and you are, if you think that you're an artist, too late, you already are. Because if you weren't, you wouldn't even you wouldn't even think the thought, okay? It wouldn't even cross your mind that maybe I can dance, maybe I can sing, maybe I can paint. Too late, you thought of it, so now you have to act on it. If you even think that you're an artist, you have a responsibility to share your art with the world. You have to. There's so many people in this world. There's so many, like, I don't even know how many people. There's a lot of people in the world, you guys. And there's so many people that could benefit. There's so many people that could resonate with your art. There's so many people that would appreciate it. There's so many people that would feel seen by the way that you move or just who you are. And oh my gosh, they look like me and they they get what I, and that's my favorite song and they get what I'm saying and I feel that way. Or I, there's so many people that could benefit from your art and your creations that it's actually extremely selfish of you to hold out and not put your artwork out so you're a selfish person and I hope that I hope that hits you in your chest you are a selfish person if you are not putting your content out if you're not putting your artwork out I'm so serious get that shit out there other people need it not you your art is not for you your creations are not for you they're for the world okay so don't be a shitty selfish person you need to share your message with the world. Get that shit out there. People are suffering without your gift. Okay, I really hope that drives the point home, seriously. Um, I really do hope that all of this helps your creative process. Um, your, creates, your creative process is always changing. And, and like I said, uh, my process might look different from somebody else's process. My process has changed from over the years. I feel personally like this method has worked the best for me. And I know that I'm going to use it for uh, quite some time because it's just really given me a good flow to get stuff out um, efficiently and timely because that's really important. Like I said, when you get things out timely, you have more time to do other things and you have to be confident in the world needs your art. Um, like I said, I hope this episode really helps you and inspires you to put out your art. I cannot wait to see what you're going to put out. I'm looking at you. I know you can't see me if you're not, if you're just listening, but I'm looking at you and I'm telling you to get your shit out. I want to see it. Um, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you're currently working on, what you plan to work on, when the deadline is, sis. I need it right now. And send this to a dancer that needs to get their artwork out, get their dancing out, get their choreography out um, so they can get the fuck out of their head and onto the dance floor. Till next time, guys. I'm Latte, and I will speak to you later.